Hi there. Welcome to the Jewelry Navigator podcast, an on-the-go source of original and unique jewelry with stories of the designers who create it. My name is Brenna Pakes. I'm a graduate gemologist with a degree in geology. I've worked in the retail sector for over 15 years. After completing my graduate gemology diploma and working in the industry for a little while, I took an intermittent career break and worked for a major airline. That's why I combine the theme of aviation and the concept of navigating shoppers to choices of unique jewelry, as well as understanding gem selection and jewelry construction, as well as metal choices. I do a coordinating blog post for every podcast showing photos of the jewelry that we're talking about, as well as links to the jewelers and more information about them. So I hope you enjoy the episodes and feel free to subscribe for your Jewelry Navigator Passport, a way to stay up to date with the current episodes and upcoming features. Thanks so much for joining us and enjoy the episode. Hey there and welcome back to the continuation and the second part to Deborah Navarro's podcast, the first of which was published this past Tuesday. I left you hanging just before Deborah shared her connection with Gem Legacy. Deborah has visited East Africa on three excursions with Roger Derry, his wife Ginger, and their daughter Rachel Derry. Each visit revealed ties that paralleled her career path with lives within the mining communities she and the Gem Legacy team visited and enriched. In the second half of my visit with Deborah, she explains how Gem Legacy was born out of multi-purpose initiatives that serve communities rich in natural gem resources, but challenged with a lack of means to access and process them. In the first part, Deborah explained how her barefoot collection easily ties in to the style theme for her Watu collection, and how each Watu design is named for a person significant in her visits to East Africa, and how Gem Legacy is an integral part to her jewelry career and business. 5% of each purchase of Deborah Navarro jewelry goes to support initiatives that give back to the same communities and people who source the stones featured in her jewelry. If you're in Las Vegas for the jewelry shows, she's premiering at the premiere show in booth 2500 in the Las Vegas Convention Center. Stop by and say hello. She is so warm and welcoming, and I would love for you to be able to visit her jewelry, try it on firsthand, and get a look at her rough gemstones that she cuts with that signature tenda cut, which when you listen, you'll understand what that means. Thanks so much for coming back every week for jewelry tips, arrivals and departures, and the inspiring stories of the designers I feature on Jewelry Navigator Podcast. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode, the second in Deborah Navarro Jewelry. So now as the story continues, um, you know, the Barefoot Collection is my journey. And on this, so now on my journey, which took me to meet Roger Derry and Ginger and Rachel, mm-hmm. and they then introduced me to East Africa mining and the most wonderful people I, I've ever met. And um, so now I want to tell that story along the okay. journey. Okay, so, good. Um, 
And, okay, I think it was, you know, I was collecting stones and getting the barefoot collection going. And I, I um, by this time, I think I'd taken three trips and really felt, I mean, I began to feel such bond with, with just people that we see every time. Um, and so I was making this jewelry. And keep in mind, first the first stones I brought back, I had Roger cut them. So there are these beautiful faceted gems. And those things are still sitting in my safe. I, it's like I can't figure out what to do with them. <laughs> uh, but then I had all these bags of rough, and I was just seeing the pieces come to life in that form. And um, so, you know, I, I thought I'm gonna, it only makes sense to me that I'm going to use the rough. Um, it's just so gorgeous. When I faceted them, I, you know, it's kind of like they got lost in all the other gems that color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say that, that uh, you know, the lapidary arts is so intricate and so precise and so scientific. And uh, the creativity in doing all of these different cuts, I really can appreciate that. But I wasn't seeing it for the jewelry. Um, so anyway, my idea was to take the rough and kind of, I wanted the gold to sort of wrap around it as if it was coming from the earth or mm-hmm. as if there was still earth around it. And again, the natural colored diamonds just representing the rock that it comes mm-hmm. from, the earth, the rock, and also which ties into the Barefoot Collection so you can wear all of these pieces work together, but keeping the gold fluid and organic um it's and i love the pieces and how they're coming out i just i'm enraptured by them i just think they're so pretty because rough is just absolutely um just you know the lines the 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 angles of nature are it's just amazing Mm -hmm. then as i started making these pieces I was thinking about what am I going to call these? You know, that was easy working with the barefoot collection because I was representing, you know, an action or a, a, you know, something that had a name. And I really didn't know what to call these pieces. But anytime I think of Africa and the, the thing that is the most um, impactful and heartwarming are the different friends that I've made, their colleagues, mm-hmm. their friends. I've, really enjoyed getting to know them and knowing just our, even though our circumstances are, are just vastly different, I, you know, our lives really are the same in mm-hmm. so many ways. And I, I just wanted to honor each one of these people, each one of these friends by naming a style of jewelry after them. On each piece of jewelry, one of the things that you'll see in contrast to the rough is um, a, there'll be at least one, maybe two, flat facets. And I put, I wanted to put that there um, for just because it's, I think it's really pretty to see the roughness contrasted with that flash, that polish in mm-hmm. it again. Mm-hmm. But um, I wanted it to mean something. I wanted there to be something on my jewelry that reminded people that it has a higher purpose. And I was talking back and forth with 
G, the gem dealer, um, sister of our brother of Esther that I have become, um, you know, very good friends with. And I said, well, you know, I need a word that means like, um, you know, to, to do good. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, even though you can't, even though you're not there to see it, you can know that this jewelry is doing good. And he said, there's the verb and it's called tenda. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, T-E-N-D-A. Uh-huh. And so I, I gave the name to that cut. Each, each piece of jewelry will have a tenda cut. And that means that this piece of jewelry is, even though you don't see it, it's doing good, you know, far away. Nice. And yeah. I, love it, I love it that G helped me come up with that. And, um, and, and so that's what that is. So uh, in my descriptions on Instagram or on the website, it will say Tendicott. And um, maybe I need to trademark that or something. But <laughs> that that's is the significance of the Tendicott. Okay. Oh, I'm so glad you shared that with me because that just, you know, that puts so much more meaning back into the Watu pieces. And then yeah. again, tracing it back to the whole purpose of why you're working with who you're working with and where your gemstones come from. So that's right. I'm so glad you shared that with me. Yeah. Oh, good. The ring that won uh, the industry's choice award in Tucson was the Vincent ring. And mm-hmm. Vincent has been our driver from the very first trip. He's hilarious. He, uh, you know, he does this thing like, Cuba, Cuba. This running joke. He does this over the CD. <laughs> and, uh, I know. And so if you travel with Roger, that, that's going to be thrown out. We actually call it one of our trips. We called ourselves Team Cuba Cuba. Uh-huh. Uh, so Vincent's a character, but Roger says he's the most punctual and reliable person he's ever worked with. So, you know, we, we just... He's just a great guy to have with us. He translates for us, helps us get through all the border crossings, um, you know, keeps us safe and aware, but yet also has fun. Yeah. And um, I'm just so thrilled that his ring won. I just love it. He just had a baby. And, uh, yeah, so he's a daddy. And, um, yeah, it's just really fun. He deserves some recognition. Then uh, the earrings that won the in-store design awards, uh, colored stones under $10,000 was the category. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. These are the Jackson earrings, and they, ha- they have a gorgeous kind of a sunny yellow, uh, champagne color yellow um, scapolites, and mm-hmm. they're like 25 carats total. They're amazing. Those are named after Jackson. Jackson is the bellman at one of the hotels we stay at in Arusha. And, I mean, he's there every time to greet us. He will hug you. And it's like he's hugging you a little too long. <laughs> but he's still hugging so intently. I mean, he just, he just radiates warmth. And he's just very significant in that trip. He's just a always there ready to carry our bags and just brings a smile to my face every time. Yeah, I have a lot of different people I need to pay homage to or want to, and mm-hmm. I think the family is growing, but, um, you know, I'm, I've been holding out for the Roger. 
And when I make that, it's going to be something really, really special. And I can imagine. Yes. I think I'm going to have to use um, a faceted stone. Ah, uh, yes. So one of his faceted stones. Okay. So this will be something really special. I can't, you know, it will come to me when it comes to me, just like yes. all of these things do. You know, right. They just sort of happen. I met Roger for the first time in Tucson in February, and then he, Rachel, and I did a podcast together, um, and I re- released that in January of this year. So I told their story about Gem Legacy and got to hear a lot of the same things that you're telling me, but from a different perspective. When I started doing this, just because I have such gratitude for I just feel like I was given such a rare gift to to actually be doing this and to have my eyes, I mean, open and, you know, teaching me things. Mm-hmm. I wanted to give back. I wanted to give back. And, and I saw how it doesn't take that much money, uh, you know, to do a lot of things over there. You can really make a lot of impact with, you know, a $50 bill and, um, and I really saw that for such needs as I can't get to my mind because I have a flat tire. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. these are some things that just need to be helped smoothed in the, in the road to help you know make things just a little bit easier. So the small problems don't have to be the big problems anymore, and uh, really help them learn and. Um, because they, were, they just seem so eager to learn and excited to learn. Um, I watched the students in Peter Salas' school, you know, the machines they worked on, very old, I call them primitive, um, in contrast to the new shiny machines that people are cutting with now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just how small contributions uh, could help do those things. And these are things that Roger, you know, introduced um, to me, things that he saw as, as need with the people that he was working with and not trying to change their life or disrupt their life, but just help facilitate the path that they're on. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, um, I mean, it, oh, I didn't even have to really think it. It's just, I always knew that I would give a portion of some of this back in, um, in gratitude. Of course, at the time, there was no- nothing. We just gave cash in an unorganized way when I was there. You mm-hmm. know, the, the Jim Legacy didn't exist. You know, I remember I, it was on the third trip, and um, Chris Fields, who they have uh, put on the advisory board, mm-hmm. um, it was, she had, this idea. She, we were just talking and she said, you know, I, there's got to be something that we can do. They do so much. What can we do to kind of honor them or to, and she thought of the idea of, of a trust or, or some, setting up something in their name. And um, it was really fun because all of us, there were 17 of us on this trip and all we, kind of shared this idea that this was a goal. And one of the guys had his computer and had a 
imagine having a, uh, a portable printer in East Africa, but he did. He was a techie <laughs> guy. We printed, we printed out, um, you know, like a flyer or a, a PDF um, and presented it to Roger and Ginger. Just, this is the intention. This mm-hmm. is what we want for you. This is what we see for you. And this is what you deserve. And uh, it began to take shape. So then I knew that I would, I was like, this is perfect because this brings my, my effort full circle. Mm-hmm. Buy the gems, use my art, my creativity to make the jewelry, sell the jewelry, and then be able to put some money right back. So, I, I mean, I'm just thrilled we were able to. We wrote our first check to Gem Legacy um, this year after our 2018 sales, and that was just such a joy to be able to give that first check. Oh, that's wonderful. Just to know that our industry is filled with really good people um, doing really good things is, is something I, I think the public needs to know. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think we, we have, uh, you know, tarnished image with the blood diamonds. People still ask me about blood diamonds. Yeah. Um, as yeah. if all mining is like that and it, and it's just not. And, yeah. uh, I want to share the good that jewelry can do and kind of give you another reason to buy jewelry. Right, right. And I feel, yeah. I really feel that Gem Legacy is, is helping that to happen because it's allowing for a transparent connection back to the source. And that's what I love so much about your Watu collection is not only are the pieces rough, but it's so earth-like. So it really has a stronger connection to those hands <sighs> that first originally found it. Oh, I love so, that you see that. Maybe you know. Yes, that is. Yeah, that that's beautifully put. Mm-hmm. It is, and I think because I was so fascinated by the process, and just I mean, it was just a. Honestly, I really hadn't given much thought to how all of these gemstones got to where they were. I just accepted the fact that they were in a great piece of jewelry, mm-hmm. and really realizing there's so much heart and soul on that other side of that right. gem all the way leading up. You just want to share it mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. yeah, it gives you, it's just more emotionally to attach to, I think. Yes. Yeah. And definitely. Um, so what does, what does Watu mean? Watu uh, means the people. Okay. Um, it's, East Africa has always been about the people. I will say, you know, seeing the documentary uh, inspired me to take the trip, but my jewelry is all about the people. Mm -hmm. And it's like I wish everybody could know them and have an opportunity to um, just learn from them share their joy, just share their struggles. Um, and I kind of feel like I can do that through my jewelry. And then over time, I'll, I'm going to be able to tell little snippets of their story. You know, mm-hmm. if, if um, you know, I have Pia Studs. Pia's a wonderful woman. I, there's so much I can tell about Pia. And, uh, and I, I want to. 
as I have time to blog and things like that. Yes. Or yeah, from Instagram and, and just kind of share who they are. People uh-huh. can kind of think of her across the world, volunteering her time to teach, uh, you know, Maasai children. Uh, it's just really neat. So what does she what does she do? It's, um, you said she teaches Maasai children. Uh, there, there's a, a school, mm-hmm. and um, this is it's called the Kitterini School. Roger, uh, I, I was able to go there one time and meet the wonderful children. They are it's tribal, so they um, you know they're her the Maasai tribe is basically herders. So mm-hmm. children would be herding at a young age, um, no education. And um, there, they, there was a, a little school uh, basically made out of sticks um, with no roof. But over time, see, part of this giving that Roger has, has done and uh, working with another foundation, the Devon Foundation, built this school called the Kitterini School. So they actually have walls, a ceiling, um, a library. It, it's just amazing. Other, you know, if these kids didn't go to school, they would... They they wouldn't well obviously they wouldn't receive the education but I mean they they would become herders and um, it's a real privilege for them to be able to go to school. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was Pia's husband that stumbled upon this little group of kids sitting amidst some sticks in the ground, um, being taught by someone and mm-hmm. um, Suni is Pia's husband and they. You know, with Roger made all of this happen, but there, there's so much more that they can learn and do with this, you know, as far as selling and getting good value for their gems mm-hmm. and uh, really having enough equipment so that you can do this viably as your job. Um, you know, you need, you need some dynamite from time to time to blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need an air compressor. Mm-hmm. to get down and they can really make a living and the the economy in those areas is dependent on this so you know it, to do something you're already doing which is making jewelry and selling it and be able to um take a portion of that and give that back and know that that is enriching their life like you can see it you can see that uh, more it, first of all, let me just say there I think our industry was just hungry for something to do and um, because people started donating to gem legacy from i mean from our industry from from people that weren 't even in our industry, not people that all buy gemstones from Roger, but just people um, oh. yes they 've raised more money than they ever thought they would raise and have been able to make huge purchases and um you know I'm, they you can go to their website and see all these things and i encourage you to do so but just to highlight you know to buy an air compressor for uh, a group of women who who are mining they're all widows they formed their own mining group called the precious women of mining mm-hmm. and um this is their job now. They have to do this, and they really needed an air compressor to get down further into the ground. 
Jim Legacy was able to provide that. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, that's... I- that is something they would never have access to. And, you know, of course, they're so generous that the other groups of people mining in that area will share the use of that compressor, too. And Gem Legacy will make sure that maintenance is kept up on it. And, um, I mean, this is a huge, huge step. So it, they'll be able to find gems because the gems are there that much faster. Mm-hmm. It, it, uh-huh. I can't wait to see how this um, you know, in this next year is going to be life-changing for them, I think. But, um, you know, then one of my favorite initiatives is the Moatate Children's Home. Um, mm-hmm. And so we, we've, one of uh, mine, owner, mine owners we, we spend time with is Kariyuki, and he took us to an orphanage that um, is right in that mining community. You drive past it, and a, a lot of people will help uh, by, you know, the, the mine owners, when they have a surplus of money, will help buy food and other needs. But it, they, this community cares about these children as if they were their own. It's really, mm-hmm. really neat. But they have so little. It just would break your heart. I mean, um, and, and I do have pictures of, of of their home, and I'm happy to say that uh, Jim Legacy bought all new bedding for them. It, the beds were just—I mean, it's just not right. It's just not. I know. And they were able to buy new beds, and they've moved into a new home um, that is—I mean, it gives them um, room to play. It's—it's it's just more space. It's a better kitchen if you even want to say they had a kitchen so it's just good things are happening right in front of our eyes and um you know i've come back to see these kids for oh it's been four four years and they're growing up and they're going to school and yeah it's really nice it's it's really it's just a phenomenal way to um for jewelry to work it really is. I was just going to add to that. A lot of people who don't necessarily understand or are that um, interested in jewelry will ask, you know, why why jewelry? It's you know, why is it? Why does it cost so much? Why you know? Why would you yeah. want to buy it? But this is a wonderful opportunity to show that. I mean, not only does it bring joy to whoever you're giving it to, but anything that any of the gemstones um, used to make jewelry from the gem legacy source, this is a really wonderful way to show people how it will give back and whose lives are being changed and enhanced through it. Our attachment to jewelry has changed. The significance is evolving. And um, I... This is exactly, I think, people can appreciate so much about it in looking at in this light. I mean, mm-hmm. it's sharing the earth's treasure, not just for yourself, but for others, too. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, yeah. let's see. We talked about where, where you came from and where you've been with your career in East Africa and how it's impacting not just you as a designer, but the people's lives that you've met 
in East Africa. Let's talk about where you are now, like where you're going next week to uh, Las Vegas to the premiere show, and then where you see yourself going in the next, say, 6 to 12 months. Okay. Oh, boy. Um, I've been to the Vegas shows. I'm really excited to see uh, how Premier does at, in its first year. Mm-hmm. I love the group of designers that I can see I'm among, and that's exciting because there's a lot, of, a lot of people just like me that I've seen kind of at Metal and Smith or at the you know, different industry events, and I'm so glad I'm there among them. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's the right show. Good, good. Yeah. That'll be exciting. I know it. Um, you know, we've been... <sighs> Tucson was my first show, and I am so glad I did that. I'm so glad that I did the JCK Tucson show. It was a wonderful first show. It's not huge, but, you know... You have the show experience on just a little bit smaller level, but we made some wonderful contacts there. It was, um, and it just, luckily for us, it just so happened to be when Jim Legacy was launching. Um, yes. Yeah, we didn't plan that. So I was launching online, they were launching Jim Legacy, and we were able to kind of do it all together. And um, so now I, I've got a little bit of a, dry run as far as logistics and things go like mm-hmm. I, I, there's a lot of things designers have, you have to think of that you don't think of but uh, you know so it was good to have sort of a, a run through mm-hmm. and um, you know we've, we've kind of stayed small either you know sort of by choice just to make sure that we're ready as a company and have our systems in place and can fulfill orders and you know kind of get all of those bones in place and, and mm-hmm. now we're ready to grow. So I'm really excited to meet um, new retailers mm-hmm. and, um, and, you know, find those, those stores that, that we're a really great fit for. Mm-hmm. We've got something, I feel like we just have something really new and interesting for the woman who has a lot of jewelry and is really ready for, something new, something different. Right. That's funny. I was just going to ask you, who are you finding to be your most interested um, clientele? Like what, what do you feel your, what, what demographic do you feel you're fitting into the most? We are, um, you know, we are a self purchaser, mm-hmm. uh, a woman in her, I would say, I mean, th- this woman is kind of like, kind of like me, um, I would say 35 and up, mm-hmm. um, and 35 is, is the lower end. We have a lot of, uh, of I would say, grandparents um, buying rings for their, um, for their kids, and uh, a lot of women, women who um, they have some expendable income, um, they're, they're traveled. They've got a lot of jewelry, and they really like having something different. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, the, all of our stacking rings uh, seem to they skew a little bit younger, and that's more of our you know, 30s, 
cool 40s. You know, we're still cool in our 40s. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, and I love these stacking rings, but some of the bigger pieces are my everyday pieces. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what do you, since you just said that, what are some of your pieces from your collection that you wear on a daily or regular basis? What are some of your favorites? I, um, the ring I always wear, it's called, it's like from the Deborah series of the Barefoot Collection. Uh-huh. And, and I will say most, you know, the Barefoot Collection is what I consider like the foundation of my jewelry wardrobe. Um, it's, you know, it's hardy. It can, it's like low profile, so you can kind of wear it every day. It's going to mm-hmm. hold up to a lot of wear and tear with the, the diamonds. Um, and then I accentuate always with these pops of color from Watu that are, you know, a, a little more special or, you know, just work with the outfits. But mm-hmm. I always wear the Deborah ring. And um, I call it the Deborah series just because um, – I always identify, these are hexagon shapes, like elongated hexagons. I always identify with hexagons because my name in Hebrew means bee, the bee, the industry, the worker bee. Uh And um, so I've always just kind of like liked bees and hives. And that just kind of, that shape just kept appearing on my jewelry. And, uh, you know, so I, I... Gave it my namesake, and nice. it. And you know, you think about bees, and they're hard workers. They're, you know, they good communicators. Um, they're very efficient. See, my parents always we had chores all the time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, not like I'm not, I'm not the same kind of mom, but I clean the house every week, <laughs> mow the lawn. Yeah, I credit my parents for giving me a strong work ethic and. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was think of that with the Deborah series, the hexagon earrings, the hexagon ring. But I wear that. I wear the Deborah ring all the time. It lays flat on my finger, mm-hmm. and so it's like I not even wearing anything, but yet it's still big. Yeah, yes. I like it. Kind of a statement. Yes, it is. Um, I just found it on your website, and I like how you have it with a double shank. That's oh, really yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, it gives it a little more uh, structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I wear that one all the time. Okay. Um, right now, I'm really, really loving um, uh, the Hamisi earrings from the Watu collection. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I have, I, I'm just about to receive some new ones in aqua blue. I have chrome tourmaline ones right now. And they're really fun, kind of drop dangles. I, I just can't. I think I'm going to be wearing those a lot this summer. Mm-hmm. They're light, oh, they're yeah. airy, and they're just that pop of color. Yes, I can see that. I just landed on one. Uh, your pair that's shown on your website with chrome tourmaline, Ooh. very fun. Yep. I know those are super fun. Yes. Okay. I know. So yeah, my you know think of those and and um, with. Yellow scapolites. Think of them with pink tourmalines. They'll just they'll come in a rainbow of colors. Mm-hmm. Just whatever is coming out of the earth, and I happen to be able to get my hands on um, is is the gemstones that are going to be featured in the Watu collection. Okay. So, where can people find your jewelry besides on your website? Do you have some retailers who are carrying any of your pieces yet? 
Um, yes, we do, and we, we list those on our website. Um, in Wichita, we have Burnell's Fine Jewelry and Design, uh-huh. and um, oh, and they're wonderful local business, and the, and they do wonderful for us. Oh, um, yeah, okay, we're I in see. Houston and San Antonio. Uh huh. Um, at uh, Sloan Hall, we are at Presley and Co-Fine Jewelers in San Diego in the North Park area, and Mednacow, Nashville, okay. Tennessee. And we are you know, we're, we're excited to meet new retailers and have new opportunities, and just let's get to know each other. Good, good. Well, Deborah, I wish you all the best, and I hope you get lots of people coming to talk to you and um, wanting to carry your wonderful jewelry for all the good good reasons for, you know, supporting you as a woman-owned business, as, you know, an emerging designer, and to give back to the East African communities who are finding these wonderful gemstones. Oh, thank you, Brenna. Thank you for help sharing the story. Thank you for doing what you do, and I see in you that very inspiration. You're you're doing it. You're chasing your dreams, too. Yes. Oh, thank you. Well, I can't wait to see your posts from Vegas. I think you're going to surprise yourself. This is the kind of jewelry people have to touch and see and try on, and I think once they do, they're going to be hooked. So I really hope you can get this into as many hands as possible. Me too. Well, thanks so much. Hopefully your podcast will help. Yeah. And more people will be open and interested in uh, in rough and the gemology behind these gems and, and what they mean and what they do. Yes, exactly. Well, thanks okay. so much for sharing your time with me. It was so much fun to get to learn more about you, and I'll be in touch. All right. Thanks, Brenna. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. I just love how so much of Deborah's jewelry carries meaning all the way back to East Africa and to those wonderful people who are working so hard and diligently with belief and faith and joy in bringing those gemstones into jewelry that we can enjoy. And the style that Deborah uses to set them makes them even more appealing because they are just rough and they resemble so much of the hard work and the land that they formed within. To see more of her jewelry, visit Jewelry. That's her Instagram handle and DebraNavero.com. And like I mentioned before, she is in Las Vegas at the premiere show in booth 2500. I want to thank Deborah for being my guest and thanks so much for taking time out of her afternoon and visiting with me for so long and sharing such an impactful story. And I wish her all the best. I'm so excited for her, for all of the awards and recognition that she's received this year. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Be sure to sign up for Jewelry Navigator Passport. I'm going to get that up and running, I promise. And I've seen some of you have subscribed. Thank you so much. You'll get updates for the newest releases in the podcast and I'll start sending out news with some really fun things to share. And as always, cross-check your sparkle. Talk to you next time. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.